Singing without feeling is like coloring without crayons. Your performance is similarly invisible. The response, if any, to your performance could be best described as, meh. Ah, let's wake things up. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. Okay, the first step to changing anything is to become aware of what you're doing, what you want to change, and how to change it. So first, let's assess the level of emotion that's in your voice. You want feeling in your sound, right? Ask yourself, is it there? You can listen to a playback of a recording or ask someone whose opinion that you value. Don't ask someone who doesn't like your style of music or that wouldn't know or wouldn't want to hurt your feelings with the truth. Ask a listener that you think should like your type of song, someone who would normally respond to your music if you are delivering emotion. Or ask an expert you trust, a good musician, your studio producer, or vocal coach. If you find your voice lacking in color, don't worry. There are ways to help bring a numb, lifeless, flat, thin, more or less dead vocal to emotionally authentic life. And with that, here are some suggestions to sing with more feeling. Number one, don't strain for vocal range. It's hard to abandon yourself to the song you're singing if your high or low notes are straining or feel unreachable or almost unreachable. It's hard to listen to you strain too. So make sure the key is right for you. Consider changing the melody to eliminate the highest or lowest notes on a real rangy song. Learn how to sing whatever range you choose with efficient, healthy vocal technique. Even a small tweak to your technique can make a big difference to your strain level. Number two. Use the right style for the material. Singing with authentic feeling requires using the right authentic style language. Here are some examples. If you hold all the ends of your lines out as you would for a choir or musical theater, it's going to sound inauthentic in more pop styles. If you scoop, slide, or slur around as is normal for R&B, jazz, or country on a pop or electronic dance music song, you may turn off listeners in that crisper, more linear musical genre. To sound authentic within the style, don't sing bluegrass with vibrato. On the other hand, don't sing traditional country, jazz, or R&B without bending something. Number three. Don't over-emote. Over-emotionalizing your performance is just as bad as under-emotionalizing it and will sound fake and probably too loud. True story, I've seen whole tables of audience clear out at the first break taken by an over-emoting singer. The unfortunate and rather clueless performer went on to sing even more loudly and emotionally, thinking that was what was missing. The second row of tables then began to clear. Number four, don't sing a sad song happily. 
Make sure that you know what message you're delivering and what emotion should accompany it. Authenticity should link the lyrical message with any feeling your voice expresses. Think how silly it would sound to sing Pharrell Williams' song, Happy, with a mournful frown. Or to sing Bonnie Raitt's song, I Can't Make You Love Me If You Don't, with a beauty pageant smile. Ew. Number five, don't sing a song you can't relate to. If you do sing a song about something you haven't experienced, figure out another scenario that you do know where the lyric would work. Many love songs have been written about dogs or couches, whatever works. You could sing a song you don't understand as a vocal exercise, but please, not for performance. Number six, talk the lines out before singing them. This is a really good way to figure out who you're talking to, where you are, and what you want that person to feel. Number seven, which may have been better at number one, remember your prime directive to make the heart you're talking to feel your song. To do this, ask yourself, who am I communicating to? What do I want them to know? What would their response look like if I get them to feel what I'm singing? Because in the end, great communication skill is not about what you feel anyway. It's what you make the object of your lyric feel. Number eight, go into character in the movie scene of the song as the intro plays. Use sensory imagination and good acting technique to really zone in. Where is this scene you're in? What do you see? What can you smell, hear, and taste in the air? What textures can you touch? Go there mentally before you sing the first line. Number nine, avoid having someone in the front row or the studio control room who distracts you. If you possibly can, don't let anyone who would distract you within your sensory input area or get really good at ignoring them. Number 10, and this is a major ninja technique tip I'm about to share with you. Emphasize the money words in every line. Ask yourself what words or syllables would you emphasize if you were actually talking the line? Repull those words or syllables to emphasize them when singing, and you'll instantly have more feeling in your voice. Let me illustrate with the first line of Amazing Grace. First, I'll sing it without emphasizing any syllables or words, and then I'll emphasize specific ones so that it feels more communicative. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Okay, did you hear more feeling the first way or the second way? Try it with one of your songs. Number 11, finish the ends of your lines as if the last word is the most important. When you don't finish the last of the line, you leave an incomplete thought dangling. Ah, it's one of my pet peeves. It steals the point of the lyric right when you've got me interested and I'm waiting for the payoff. 
You can drop your volume and articulate softly, but still articulate the last word like you want it understood. Number 12, move your body. Frozen body generally delivers frozen voice. To sing in full color, you need to sing from all of you. So loosen up, dance with your guitar, sway behind the piano bench or the mic stand. Feel the drummer in your hips. Express yourself with your hands and your eyes. And that brings me to number 13, our last point here. As I often say, real singing is not for the squeamish. You must abandon yourself, your care for what people think, your fear of making odd facial gestures that your voice may need, your reticence to fully share the message in the song. You can do all that holding back and crunching and, and being scared after you leave the stage or vocal booth, but great courage is required for great performance. Okay, now let's talk about some side effects from singing with more feeling. First, you have a richer vocal resonance because your voice operates more fully when you're expressing feeling. Next, you'll get great response, not only from the heart your lyric is directed to, which remembers your prime directive, but you'll also have the gravy of capturing the whole audience that's listening to you do it. Next, you'll no doubt experience less vocal fatigue. This is because your voice works better. Not bad for side effects. However, you'll also probably notice that you're hungry after you perform because singing with feeling takes more mental, vocal, and physical energy. For more help, it's my intention that every episode in my All Things Vocal podcast helps you in very real, actionable ways for free. If you can and want to go farther, my six-disc vocal training package has a great section on setting yourself up for emotionally compelling performance, plus, of course, a ton of other lessons. So check it out. This is Judy Rodman. You can always find me and my courses at www.judyrodman.com. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please consider leaving me a review, which helps me so much. See you next time for All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers. 